Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Do we have any hope for any of us if a therapist has trouble setting boundaries? Okay, well, that's just rude. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Revealing Your Secrets, the podcast. We are here again with our therapist, Meredith Levy. Hi. Meredith? Yes. I'm nervous. Okay. Um, Why? I'm very anxious for this episode. Okay. And uh, something happened on the show recently that I want to talk about. Okay. But I feel like I wouldn't be able to talk about it on my own, so I'm very glad you're here because okay. I thought maybe you could help me talk through it. Okay. That sounds fun. Okay. It's not. Okay. <laughs> So um, I was driving to set the other day and my dad called me and he said, are you doing anything important? And I said, I'm going to work. And he said, "Okay, well, call me afterwards. I have something to tell you. And then I was like, well, now I'm panicked. So please tell me. Cryptic. And then it was very cryptic. And then he said, someone died, but I don't want to tell you who. I don't want to ruin your day. And I, I was kind of shocked. So I said, "Okay." And then I called him two minutes later and I was like, you should tell me. Right. Um. And then he he wouldn't. He didn't. Oh, my. Uh, so I went to here <laughs> and I filmed an episode with just all of that anxiety of not knowing what was going on. And I I think it was just weighing so much on me that I brought it up during okay. the show. Okay. I said this just happened because I just didn't know. I didn't like know how to put on a show. Like right. I just experienced something really weird. Anyways, after I filmed the episode, I called my dad. I found out who died. And I, I wish I hadn't brought it up at all. Um, it's very, I, it's, I'm in the weird predicament where I know I don't owe anyone anything. I could say nothing. Right. And do you ever feel like a type of fear that indicates to you that you should do something? Does that make sense? Yeah. Something inside you is telling you to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to create a space here where people are, people are open. Um, so yeah, my, and people have been commenting and asking. So I just want to say um was there like backlash like why did you bring that up no or? no not backlash okay. I did see a comment or two about the way my dad handled things which yeah no I definitely True. wasn't the best yeah. approach but he he's well-intentioned okay misguided right it happens fair enough he was also processing this yeah anyways um in hindsight do you think whoever it was it would have been better for him to tell you in it, that moment? If he told me before, I wouldn't have come to the shoot. Oh. So I don't know. That's horrible. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, people are asking, and again, that's weird. I don't know anyone an answer. And I'll just say it was my cousin who I was very close to. Oh. Young. My, some of my only family in L.A. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, the question usually is followed by how. Yeah. And I'm not going to answer that. 
because and part of me wants to talk about it to like connect with people who have gone through something similar um and based on the nature of what's happening it's not right to talk about yeah so that's where i'm at I totally get it so i'm also cryptically speaking up to say i will say no more yeah no i mean it's the 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 important part is that you had a death in the family and that's yeah. really sad yes and i think it totally makes sense when something's weighing on you like that to bring it up i think it doesn't sound like it was in a inappropriate way or an inappropriate setting. I think it just, in order to cope, I was kind of laughing and it's not funny. Yeah, we do that though. I know. I definitely am one of those people who when I'm really nervous, I laugh. Yeah. And it can be very inappropriate timing. I felt really icky about it after the fact. But I also, in the same way, I forgive my dad in doing the best he could in that moment. Like, I also did the best I could in that moment. Yeah. I mean, judging yourself for the way you react to some traumatic news is, I mean, you wouldn't judge someone else I'm guessing mm -mm. right I know we're supposed to be as kind to ourselves as we would be other people I know that's it that's all I wanted to say and I just don't think I would have been able to do it on my own in an episode so I was hoping that we could yeah. do it no I'm no I think I I think it again if you were in the middle of like dinner with the queen of England which would be super weird but you Pretty probably cool. you probably wouldn't have brought it up right who knows? You're not. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Sometimes wrong. I have no filter. You, you might have, but this <laughs> seems like a f a pretty appropriate setting for you to put it out there. Yeah, I think so. And I part of when I think of my intentions for the show, it's definitely creating a community, and I think that involves being honest. Yeah, I think it's so. very brave of you. Thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything ever if my dad didn't call me ten minutes before. Yeah, and so. I, and I always think everything happens for a reason. So I'm like, maybe I'm supposed to be having this conversation. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, now yes. to lighten the mood. Okay. I have a question for you that I thought of this week that I'd like to know the answer to. Okay. <laughs> you, you look nervous. Okay. What's the protocol if a client asks you for a hug? Ooh. <laughs> it's a good one. And I so across the – well – it totally depends on the situation. It's up to us as therapists. I used to work in sex addiction and with specialized in sex addiction. And so with, I worked with only men and no, I'm not going to give them a hug. Um, as a sex addiction therapist, yeah. you're not going to give your male clients a I'm hug. I'm not. And also actually there was this one guy who was just like super sweet and that was fine. And it was sort of an inappropriate situation. Um, but Wait, what? It was inappropriate? It was. Oh, sorry. It was. No, it was in an appropriate okay, situation. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. In general, it definitely wouldn't be an every time thing. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, especially during COVID, when I didn't see my clients for almost three years, when they walked through the door for the first time, I would give them a big hug or Aww, we would hug, you know. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it was like, holy shit, I haven't seen you in three years except for online. Or, um, you know, if someone's really going through something, but there are these... A lot of times, especially when we work with borderline personality disorder, there's a lot of attachment and we don't want to give the idea that someone's super special more than someone else. Everyone is super special. Mm. Um, so what made you want to know that? I want a hug. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just I just popped into my head. I was like, I wonder what the protocol is. Yeah. Um, so you've denied hugs before. It's <sighs> mm, a great question. Um, I will say I have one client that 
I really wish that I didn't hug all the time. Every session she wanted a hug at the end. <laughs> she was <laughs> developmentally disabled. Okay. And so I, I kind of, it just didn't mean nearly as, like it was, for her it just was a, a way of saying bye, see you later. Okay. Um, I haven't ever really had to deny hugs because I think, I don't know why now that I think about it. Do people ever ask for high fives? I don't high five. What did, do you mean? What do you mean? Did I ever tell you that? No. <laughs> I do not. I'll give you one high five ever. And as soon as I do it, I say for future reference, I don't high five. So everyone's allotted one high five. One high five. Why? Because I'm not a high fiver. I didn't just like hit a volleyball where they're like, good try team, good try. Like every time in volleyball games, like you have to high five every time. I'm not like playing football. I don't know. I just don't high five me. I'm not like, hey, bro, high so five. It makes you uncomfortable it or you just don't me, care for it? I, both. Okay. It, it both. I'm just like, no, dude, no. But I will, I'll pound it if you want. Okay. I didn't even give you your only high five, but I know. I'm we'll, going to we'll save, save that, that for later. Yeah. <laughs> but I really do. I tell people, like, I just, I don't high five. Whoa. Like, if, okay. you have, if I have a trainer or something and they're like, good lift or whatever. <laughs> Like, no, <laughs> no, please don't ever do that again. Do you have an equivalent? It's the fist bump. I mean, it is not that I enjoy those either. Yeah, that's very similar in energy. It is. It's just not as, I don't know, something so lame. Sorry. Whoa. I know. In my judgmental <laughs> mind, that's my total judgmental sure, mind. Sure. I don't know why. If I dug deep down, there's probably something deep rooted about maybe because I never played sports in high school and I felt left out. I don't know. Mm, Who knows? Okay. Um, We're getting somewhere. Yeah. You know what? I do need to think of uh, something instead. Instead of a high five? Yeah. Instead of a fist bump. Well, get back to us if you do. Yeah. I have one final question. Okay. Has anyone ever asked for a head scratch? <laughs> nope. Okay. What's the weirdest thing anyone's ever asked for? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> asked for? Um... I mean, it's not that weird. I've often asked for them to give me their drugs so that, like, they don't do them and I oh, keep not them. Not so you can take them. Not so I can. <laughs> but um, that these are such good questions. I really have to think about these. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the weirdest thing anyone's ever asked you for? Oh, whoa. Um, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this being turned around. <laughs> you can think about that. Oh, I was. Uh, friendly with this guy I went to college with and about three years after he messaged me on Instagram and asked if I would send him feet photos for money that was weird did you do it no uh. but honestly in hindsight I kind of wish I did yeah it's not about the money it's okay. just so funny to me yeah that's that's it then we've talked about that before yeah people love feet I remember I said how pretty my feet are but prove it they, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I was about to um, the head scratches, they're the best, right? Yes. Love head scratches. But not. But I would never therapy. want one from someone I didn't like. Right. Yeah. Right. I hate when strangers touch me. <laughs> me too. Like, even like when you're out and about and, you know, a dude will kind of like graze nope. you. I'm Don't just, do that. It literally Don't makes touch me my lower go back. into. <gasps> nope. Yeah. Tattoos are the worst. Oh, Why? can I see? Oh, it? oh what no, is you, that? Yeah. You can see it without touching it. Thank mm. you. I'm getting all worked up. Okay. You know what? 
Let's start. Okay. Hey, stud. Going to the mall and getting your ears pierced used to be a rite of passage, but most of us are too old to be stepping into Claire's. And sometimes going to a tattoo parlor for a piercing can be intimidating. So if you're looking for an alternative, check out Studs. Studs is a reimagining the piercing experience for each and every ear. If you want to refresh your look with a new piercing or need some pro styling advice, shop online or stop into studs in New York, L.A., Austin, Nashville, Miami, Boston, or Seattle with more locations coming soon. Studs only pierces with single-use needles and never guns, so it's way safer and better, especially for advanced piercings. Studs earrings are made from high-quality materials, which won't turn your skin green, plus they're lightweight and durable enough to wear all the time, meaning you can even sleep and work out in them. They have over 250 styles of hoops, huggies, studs, cuffs and dangles and they pierce way more than just lobes so it's easy to create a statement look or roll with something you can just keep in every day just starting at ten dollars per earring i like sticking with favorites when it comes to jewelry i'm kind of like an avatar and i just wear the same things over and over again so i appreciate that studs earrings are high quality and can be worn a lot plus they have a lot of simple but unique styles which is exactly what i look for Right now, Studs is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase with promo code SECRETS. Go to studs.com and use promo code SECRETS for 20% off your first purchase. That's studs.com, promo code SECRETS. I really enjoy cooking for myself, but I always end up making the same three meals, which is why I love a meal kit delivery service. Every plate is a meal kit delivery service with quality ingredients pre-portioned to help you save time, money, reduce food waste, and make simple, delicious, stress-free meals that come together in just six steps and are ready in around 30 minutes or less. With every plate, you'll never get tired of the same old, same old because recipes change every week. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery store shopping and 58% cheaper than your average fast, casual meal. Meal kits can often be expensive, but with every plate's prices, you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower cost. I've been trying to stay off my leg as much as possible lately because of my knee injury, so it's been really helpful getting in every plate box and then entirely avoiding a trip to the grocery store. My personal favorite every plate meal so far was the caramelized onion burger with carrot fries. It was so good. Get your first box for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code SECRETS149. That is $1.49 for your first box per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code SECRETS149. That's up to $110 value. You've got mail. So, me and my dad have the bond where I can just ask him anything and he will try to answer it as best he can. Me being me, I was curious about what another person's dick looks like other than my own. I planned out a way I could ask my dad a serious question and he can answer. I was 16 at the time, so these questions were normal to ask. So I told my dad that I was worried that one of my balls are bigger than the other. It's normal, guys. Don't worry. So he told me it was normal, but I was still concerned about it. So the next time I saw my dad, we live in different households, I asked him to come upstairs into my room so I could talk to him. So I told him that I was still really worried and it just didn't feel right and he asked to see it i stood up and pulled my pants off and showed him he said it was completely normal and then he showed me his it was only a couple of seconds but i saw it all i instantly got a boner actually they wrote boner they did i was like what (laughs) and the second he left the room i had to jerk off i'm gay by the way lol but the couple few seconds weren't enough i needed more a couple weeks later i tried again They actually wrote, I tired again. (laughs) 
I stopped seeing my dad due to family issues, but anyway, I asked another questions about something to do with a dick. I sent him a photo of mine to make sure it was all okay, and my dad sent me a dick pic. Back to show, it's fine. It was very badly taken, and you only saw the tip, so it was a shit photo. The week after, I got so horny that I had to ask again. I said, Dad, is it normal for one of your balls to hang lower than the others? I sent a photo of my balls, and he said, yeah, it's normal, blah, 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 but that's not what I was there. But that, but that's not what I was there. I was there to see something. I begged him to send a photo because I was really worried about it. He finally gave in and sent a photo of his balls. But once again, it was a super bad photo. So I said, bro, I can't see shit. Take another one. And he did. In fact, he sent me two and they were good photos. The second the photos came through, I whipped my dick out and jerked off. I continued to jerk off to them for weeks because I just found it so naughty and bad, and that shit turned me on. A couple weeks back, I deleted the photos because I just wrong after jerking off to my dad's balls, literally where I came from. But I regret it. I wish I had the photos still. I'm 18 now, and I haven't seen my dad in months and barely spoken to him. He has a girlfriend and a new life away from me. But, uh, yeah, that's how I found out I have a dad and son kink. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Sorry. No, go. That he begged his dad's his dad for nudes and then critiqued the photos that he was sent. It's yeah. I mean, there's a lot in there. So would you call this the Oedipus complex, but gay? And also, is the yeah, Oedipus sure. complex the- clinical? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes. So just it's people not- are attracted to their parents, period. Yeah. And that's yes. science. N- um <laughs> I, like malfunctioning. I need a book. Um it's it's a it was a theory that started way back, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's not yes, definitely people are can be attracted to their parents. Um I don't remember what you asked me about at this, but Either way, this is a situation. This is a thing. It's a situation. Yeah. Um, well, if, would you say that's what's happening here? Y- yes. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I'm curious to know if it wasn't his dad and it was just dick pics and balls in a photo, mm-hmm. would he feel the same? Would he get as horny you know what I mean sounds like it's really about his dad yeah for sure I mean I think it is um why are we attracted to our parents well um it's not that common okay um it's not it can be it can it's a thing that happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry I'm just a little thrown off (laughs) why are we attracted to our parents (laughs) um Obviously, it depends on the situation. It can be really deep-rooted if there was any sexual misconduct. Um, And I think here, obviously, it's the dad's place to hold the boundary. But, I mean, the son is lying. It's like under the guise of something else. Well, for anyone wondering, the kid was 16. If you send a picture of your dick to a 16-year-old, that is considered child pornography and you will can be arrested and even if you're their parents yeah wow 
Yes, for sure. Even if it's just a, a matter of ball size. Even if you didn't ask for it and like you're 22 and some random girl you don't know sends you a picture of her boobs, you can literally be charged. Whoa. Okay, let's not give anyone ideas. That's kind of crazy. Well, don't if you want to be listed as a sex offender, go ahead. No, I but, know, but I mean oh. that's a that's a way you can like Oh yeah, don't get, say that. Yeah, yeah, get some win. I mean, we said it. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of interesting, but Yeah, no, it's um yeah, the dad definitely this is something that if you're not picking up on this, like how many times after you each pulled your pants down in the room together? That's not something you do at 16, you know? That's or like, really ever with your parents. No, but like four years old, if like sure three, two maybe sure like see we all have weird looking balls or something, but not <laughs> not really at this age. And also, can you scroll all the way up um, to the beginning? He so he had never seen another guy's penis at sixteen. Oh, so maybe it really wasn't originally about his dad, and then. He just got his attachment with the fact that the first dick he ever saw was his dad's. It's very possible. Mm. But also, so he's never seen another guy's penis. I'm curious to know about that. Um, like no porn, no, I don't know what school's like these days, but do guys change in the shower for PE or whatever? Um, you're looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A urinal next to you. I just feel like they are around, you know, and also never having seen his dad naked when he was younger. So uh, I I do think this is it, he doesn't seem very concerned about it is what I'm getting. Oh. Not that he's not concerned. The the kid. Uh, you mean concerned that he has a dad son kink? Yeah. I think that's a common theme we're seeing in this podcast is people who are just kind of unaware that their issue is an issue, if that makes sense. They're right. just like laughing about it. Right. That seems to be. And yeah, revealing happening. it. And, and yeah, I mean, just like pretending to your dad that you can get pictures of his, of his dick so that you can jerk off to it is, it's definitely a thing that one should probably see therapy. therapy. Is yeah. That the advice that you're going to give. Yes, that is definitely the advice. Also, yes. And also to the dad, really set a boundary. Set a boundary. Talk to your son. Don't be sending anybody pictures of your of your dick ever. Anyone? I, I mean, can't send anyone photos of my dick. <laughs> what about um, a significant other? As long as your face is in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't recommend it. Mm. Just FYI. Okay. I mean. And that's not therapist advice. That's. That's no, that's just your advice. Yeah. Sure. Cover your ass. Like, sure. and it, yes, but definitely not anybody under 18. And not your parents. And by the way, sometimes there's a big oops. Like, I pushed the wrong button by accident. What? What do you mean? You've sent an accidental nude? No, I haven't. <laughs> but people have. Why? Yes. So, oh, that reminds me. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to ask you. You yeah. say people have. That reminds me of people talking to you. Have you ever had a client who was attracted to their parents? Nope. Not that they not that they told me. Cool. Um, no, but definitely, definitely, I've had. It, it's pretty common for a mother to be attracted to her son, especially if the son is super good looking, and especially if it's he's like one out of two or three or four. You can tell, like it's really easy Why? to tell. Um. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. Why? Um. 
just a bond and attraction and attachment. A lot of times it's the youngest one or, or sometimes the oldest one. Is this an observation or a medical? I mean, there's no clinical word for it yeah. that I know of. Have you ever seen Spanking the Monkey? No. <laughs> I've seen Cougar Town. She likes her son in that show. Okay. What's Spanking the Monkey? Okay, it's a movie. It's pretty disturbing. It's also really good. It's about a kid who is a teenager. His mom breaks her leg and he has to like take care of her and they end up fucking. You know what's mu- so messed up? What? You want to see? Yeah. And like, <laughs> and, and not in like a, in a curious way and like, a, oh, that's hot. You are thinking that's hot? <laughs> okay. Cut that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's. Fine. But obviously I know that they're actors and they're not actually related. Okay. If we're really talking family, yeah, yeah. gross. Okay. But if we're playing family, I don't know. I don't mind. I think I do get a little thrill from like, um, a, I don't know, an inappropriate romance. <laughs> There's some, sometimes I don't mind watching step mom porn. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, me too. Okay. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but this is definitely very serious. It really is. Um, especially because what does that the future hold for in his next relationships? And, you know, there's a lot to, to wonder about. He's gay. Has he had gay experiences? How is he supposed to have a normal relationship with his dad? Yeah. And it did sound like, so they don't live in the same place, the same household. And then he hasn't seen his dad in a while anymore. So it just, what it, Maybe it wasn't a very parental relationship. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said just because you have the same DNA as somebody doesn't necessarily mean you think of them like a dad and Mm, therefore like attraction can be, you know. That's true. It doesn't sound like they have a very parental relationship. Yeah. I actually, I'm still stuck 10 seconds ago when we just said that we both (laughs) step parent porn. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still sitting with it. So just sorry. Well, at least with like twinsies, we both do. <laughs> Everyone else can admit it too, if you want. <laughs> Why am I so tense about it? Can we carry on? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next secret. <laughs> oh my God. I think I'm not necessarily obsessed, but search for gruesome videos slash content. Let me explain. I grew up in a war zone, but I cannot remember much of it. The only memory I have is when there was an attack about three miles away from our house. I don't remember seeing any dead bodies, injured people, etc. I also remember our school almost being bombed and my sister and I running away. Now we are living in America. I do not watch the news because I don't want to be triggered. But also, when I come across a video that has actual dead people in it, I look at it instead of scrolling away, even though I know it'll keep me up at night. It's not like I voluntarily go look for such content. But sometimes I do get the urge, like if a picture slash video is blurred, I would want to see it, even though it is gruesome. I don't want to hurt people. Let me make that clear. It's just that I feel like my childhood fucked me up. As a kid, I saw decapitated heads on a newspaper. This shit is so hard to explain. Why do I want, I don't even know if it's what I want, it's definitely not a need or a craving, to see those types of content. Thankfully, it's not a huge problem in my life since I barely remember LMFAO. Like, I don't get the urge at all unless I read news about war or things to do with actual dead people or see blurred pics slash vids. I don't know if this makes any sense at all, but yeah, war fucked me up in other ways that I probably cannot comprehend or realize. I'll keep you updated if more comes up. Smiley face. <laughs> I-D-A-I-D-E-K? I don't even know. 
oh, there's a generational gap happening here. Why? I don't even know. Why can't IDK suffice? I don't know. IDK. <laughs> IDK. <laughs> okay. Just wondering. Um, oh, sad. I know. Sad and they grew up in a war zone. I'm sure neither one of us can really relate to that. No, for sure. And I, I also think, though, there is definitely, I don't even want to say morbid curiosity because it makes it sound negative, but curiosity about things that these kind of things, um, just in terms of wanting to see like sort of gruesome things or dead people or. You mean for anyone, whether yeah. they have trauma or not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I don't know, I guess with big, huge things like, uh, what was the tsunami? I think it was India or Indonesia. I can't yeah, remember. Indian Ocean. Yeah, right. 2004. Yeah, like yeah. hundreds like a of huge thousands one. Yeah, of they people. Ma- they made a movie about it. Yeah. With, um, what's her name? Who? Uh, I'll look it up. Keep, okay. Keep chatting. Okay. Um, but like I would try and watch footage of that because it was so out of my realm of comprehension or even mm-hmm. 9-11, like also. You would watch videos? Like. Yeah, like live footage of, of. Do you feel like that's bad for you? I think it. I think it was just curiosity. I again, like these were from so far away, where you could just see, like, so sad. The man that jumped out of the building, right? And yeah, it was the impossible with Naomi Watts. Oh my god, I didn't even watch it. Oh my gosh, I I, I watched it. I did see this movie, and it's it's like so sensational that you can't believe it's real. But it's interesting because it's real. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think um, that's, I mean, it's the same effect as why traffic exists when we see next accident and the whole other side of the freeway right. is stuck in traffic because everyone wants to see what happens. Curiosity. Right. Yeah. So I don't think, I mean, for sure, if I saw someone just in an accident that was like mangled and bloody and I wouldn't stop, I wouldn't stand there and look, and but I would want to see what happened and then look away, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I wonder, is there another layer of what's going on for this person? Because here's something that I noticed in my life is that there were there were times where I would relive on on purpose a trauma that I had gone through and I didn't realize that was happening at the time. Right. Um, and so I, is there is there a clinical term for when people and do you see this often where people go out of their way to expose themselves to something that was traumatic? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think even for unconsciously, yes, but. It's one of those things where we keep putting ourselves in the same situation over and over and over again, right? So, like, for example, if somebody had been sexually assaulted and continued to go out with men they didn't know and go back to their houses, right? Mm -hmm. And that had been the situation. And they're like, oh, I don't know. It's fine. Or trying to find a different result each time or seeing if they blame themselves, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. For him, I think there is – he doesn't have a lot of – they don't have memories, it sounds like, or maybe just very few memories. And so maybe trying to re-trigger or see the little bit of what they went through or what it would have been like to stay there, I think – I mean, scary enough that they remember um, school being almost being bombed and running away from it, you know? So there's a tool – 
I'm, I don't know if I've ever done it, but in, in therapy, that's very common, exposure therapy. Mm-hmm. Is that not what this is? And how do you know when it's helping or hurting? Well, I'm wondering why he shared, they shared it as a secret, right? So in my mind, it seems like maybe there's some shame or doubt. Um, I think we know if it's helping or hurting when is the exposure therapy would be usually to try to change something. So I have a horrible phobia of going down escalators. I think I mentioned that maybe. Um, to me, yes. Okay. Um, so the exposure would be going down the escalator to try and get rid of my fear, right? But if I kept doing it just as a challenge or just as a, you know, um, for no without an intention of making the change then it isn't helpful then it probably isn't helpful okay if i'm just trying to like freak myself out and so do you still have that phobia mhm sure do have you tried exposure therapy um yes not really i mean yes in that sometimes i have to go down escalators but if i really did make the true exposure therapy type effort then then it would probably be different but it, it just feels like such a minimal thing in my life that what about at airports? Yeah. They have elevators. It's really going down escalators um, in like heels. Oh. I feel much more comfortable if I'm in flats. I mean, yeah, I feel like that that makes sense. Well, when I was pr- a practicing lawyer and I was in court, I always had heels on and the el- escalators was panic. Aww. So I would just tell the other lawyers that I'll meet them downstairs and then I would take the elevator. <laughs> Did you tell them why? Did no. they know? Oh my God, you were just harboring this secret? I know. I should have written <gasps> <Why>? in. <laughs> I know. So sad. Um, but yes, exposure therapy is actually an amazing way of dealing with things. So it can be. But would you say you would use exposure therapy for someone with war trauma? Like I feel like they don't need to see more of that. No. If I did, it would be in a way where if you have some PTSD – um, and every time, you know, um, you hear a, a door noise. slams, yeah. yeah, that's probably when I would do it, but okay. I wouldn't be like, let's go in war territory and exposure. Cause there's no need, you know? Okay. That makes sense. How do you function in, in your everyday? What or is, is triggering you and we'll expose you to that. Right. So okay. if, if I had to go to an escalator every day now in my life, I would be like, okay, I really need to work on this, mm. but no hmm. escalators, no high fives. <laughs> no. No down escalators. No down escalators. Yes. Got it. No high five. I'm learning a lot about you today. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Well, uh, before we move on, just would you recommend that this person doesn't keep looking? Yes. I would recommend they- I'd say most people shouldn't be looking at these I recommend they don't, but I also say like don't judge yourself. It's not not uncommon. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't sound like it's- really negatively impacting their life in I mean yes it keeps you up and also it seems like the last thing was like I'll I'll keep you posted if it <laughs> didn't sound yeah too detrimental to their well-being yeah but also not fun for sure all right good luck out there let's yeah. ke- let's carry on I think I sexually assaulted my nephew when I was 13 so this all started when I first moved into my house We both were alone upstairs when we ended up in the master closet, and for some reason, I don't know why, I sat on his lap. He was nine at the time, so he got a boner when I sat down on his lap, 
And when I felt it, it gave me a feeling and I felt horny. So I started to grind on him and I started to moan. Since he was a little kid, he asked me if I was okay because I was moaning. And I remember touching his dick and sat right back down where I felt it. After I did that, I felt horrible. And we were both acting weird after that. I told him to promise not to tell anyone. After that happens... That night, I remember praying to God to forgive me. I felt horrible and had knots in my stomach. The next day, we went to a birthday party and I was giving away my candy, so he blackmailed me saying he would tell if I didn't give him any. I'm almost 18 now and he's 14. He brought it up recently and I just said, I don't remember. I feel so horrible. Anyways, I love your vids. (laughs) Oh, so sad. This stuff is so sad. I know. Well, it's hard because they were both kids so i don't think they either really knew what was going on i mean 13 is way older than nine yeah but do they really know what consent means at that age not like trying to forgive what they did i just hope that they can forgive themselves because they were a kid yes yes um yes you sexually assaulted him yeah that's the answer and also it is sad because it's not an intentional thing he didn't go into it with the intention of doing that there's some physical mechanical things that just happen like he got a boner when he sat on him which is just or they we don't know they, the, yeah the fir- we don't know who the person submitting well they both have oh i don't think we know the, You're not wrong. the submitters okay either way yeah sorry they I didn't, just re- it's okay they didn't yeah they didn't know and i and i think we talked about this before when you're young, there's definitely experimentation that happens that's completely normal. Um, in this situation, yeah, there's definitely a, a like a power dynamic, a bigger, much older. It's older, like yeah. a lot older. So, um, I mean, the fact that they have remorse is important mm-hmm. for sure. The little kid that manipulated him into getting candy that's wow (laughs) well i wonder if well i don't i don't don't know but i i wonder if okay i wonder are they handling it correctly now well yeah i feel like it's you're kind of like adding salt to the wound by denying that it happened Yes. I mean, so 14 and 18 now, and he brought it up recently, which is really interesting. I mean, I would love to know what he brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is he could still be charged. Oh, wow. You know, um, well, because he's 18 now. Depends where they live, like what um, state. and. Um, but he wasn't 18 when it happened. Or they weren't 18 when it happened. Yeah. It's still... It's, they still can be charged. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, depending on the state and stuff. Um, it really depends on how the the nephew brought it up, I think. Um, easier said than done to say, pouring salt in the wound to say you don't remember. Yeah. Like. Here's how I think it should be handled. Okay. And I know best. Tell me. I would say maybe going about it like. I don't remember if that's like how to protect yourself and you're saying it happened. So I believe you and I'm sorry. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I feel like it would have to be how, like 
if the nephew was like, you ruined my life, you did this, blah, blah, blah. Or if they were like, do you remember that one time? Or It's different. It depends on how it, yeah. Yeah, to how the response would be and how to go about figuring out what to say, you know? Do you think it was abnormal that he uh, tried to blackmail the person for candy? I mean... No, he's nine. Like, you do what you do for candy, (laughs) you know? Um, But it is a little interesting that he he knew it was wrong at the time. Yeah. Right? So. So we can't really give advice because we don't know exactly how they're communicating. Yeah. I mean, look, right after it happened, he was praying to God. They were praying to God later. And to be forgiven. So, I mean, obviously it was a horrible experience and it's still, so 13, so five years ago. um, I mean, I I would try and process it with somebody, Mm -hmm. even if it's like a clergy or if they're religious and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or a therapist or somebody they trust. I think it would be good to process it. So it's not, but it, it, Something like that, yeah, it's fucking horrible, and it can really impact your life and the impact in the life of of the nephew. And there's not really a, a right or wrong way to handle the situation. I I have a thinking pattern where I always think that there's a right or wrong approach to everything, which gets me stuck in my head a lot. But yeah, I have the opposite, so it's really. What does that mean? I I don't think there's a or. Yeah, I try to see all sides. And okay. so right and wrong is really hard. It was wrong for him to sexually assault his or their nephew. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how to deal with that after, I can't, I can't judge whether it's how it's right or wrong because. Okay. Hate that, but fine. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want black and white answers, which is literally one of the staples of dbt is mm-hmm. not black and white thinking right and and again there sometimes there is a necessity for it right like like judgment should i cross the street right now let me check is there a car coming like you got to make a judgment there okay well when is it not justified judgment well it's different the judgment of like you her shoes are so ugly or you know i don't think they should believe in this or that or I need like a very clear outline. Okay. I will give this you one. Str- now or later? L- later. Yeah, this is this is actually hurting my brain. <laughs> so we have to move on. Okay. I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for a year and a half now. For the first almost a uh, year we didn't fuck at all. It was kind of nice because every guy I got with before him would always try to get in my pants as soon as possible. Then after a year we finally started fucking. That's when I discovered a whole new side of him that nobody knows except me. When we fuck, he literally goes crazy, like something is boiling inside of him. For example, he would growl, scream, throw stuff on the ground such as plates and flower pots, rip the bedsheets with his bare hands, and the craziest thing he has done by far is grabbing a knife that was on the bedside table with the plates which was there because we just finished eating before having sex and slit open his chest and let it bleed. The blood was all over him and all over me. 
We never sat down and talked about this kinkyish thing of his. It just happened. And after it's done, we would just act like it never happened. But every time he breaks something during sex, the next day he would try to fix it and put it back together or go out and buy a new one. It never scared me or anything because I've been with him for a pretty long time. Plus, he never did anything that hurt me and always made sure I wasn't hurt when it was ongoing. I am not totally into it, but I don't hate it because it seems to satisfy him. So yeah, that is my secret. I never told anyone until today. Where are they fucking that there's a flower pot? I was wondering <laughs> that too. Just wondering. But I mean, I guess you could have a plant next to your bed. I guess. I just would have thought plant, not flower pot. But I guess we all say different words. It's not the most concerning part. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get it. You're, you're, you're analyzing the situation, which is fair. I think it's funny how she was so relieved to find a man who just wasn't trying to get in her pants. And then when they did, he becomes like a barbarian. <laughs> I know. I, you know, a lot of times you also look at the way someone writes something and with the provocative language. Like, why are you saying fuck? So many times. Why are you not saying we didn't have sex? Mm. You know, well, are, are you suggesting that they're like trying to get a rise out of us? It's just mm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just just provocative language. Um, it's like rougher language, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like, like it's abrasive. It's abrasive for yeah. sure. It depends. If I was sitting with a client in in session and they were like, "Yeah, my boyfriend and I just didn't fuck for the first," and they were like, but "We don't <laughs> fuck," I would be like. <laughs> I would say, like, and I get it. There is fucking. There is sex. There is making love. There is whatever. Um, and they can all be different. But I, I would be like, okay, like, let's just, like, tone it down a little. Mm -hmm. Why do you keep saying that? Well, do you think maybe the way she's speaking is a result of this experience? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it, who knows how she spoke before that. But I It mean, doesn't sound like sex. It sounds like fucking. Yes, it does. And – all of it is like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't know. Ripping the bed sheets with his bare hands, he's got to be really strong. Right. Like really fucking strong. Are you almost doubting the validity of this? Is that what's happening? No. No. Uh, it Maybe it's a little – I mean, okay, so if he cut his chest open with a knife and blood was going everywhere – it's interesting how there's no follow-up to that. And so we went to the hospital because he needs stitch or, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. how does that – I mean, I get it. It's just when I picture that, I picture, like – Like, it must have been an ordeal. Why have we not said more about it? Right. Okay. I mean, that's – that's Yeah. So if we're just going to accept that this is true, even though it feels really kind of outlandish, yeah. if a client came to you and said that this was happening, what would your advice be? Um, I would say, well, so they never talk about it. So I would say, I would talk to them about like, okay, why do you keep doing this? What are you getting out of it other than feeling like he's satisfied? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had sex without this happening? Um, you know, and... It's dangerous. It sounds very dangerous for both of them. Mm -hmm. Why do you think he behaves like this? Mm. Where does that come from? I just like, I do. I truly, the first thing that came to my mind was like, is he a vampire or like a? a <laughs> do you believe in vampires? Or uh, what was it? The ones in where like one turned into a vampire and a one werewolf? turned into a werewolf. What was what? Twilight. Twilight? Yeah. 
That's like really what I pictured because it was like he would growl and like rip bed sheets with his bare hands. Um, so I don't know what he's probably not a werewolf or a vampire, but um, but it could be a clinical diagnosis that he's a werewolf or a vampire. Yes, that that could be a possibility, or this is his, you know, it, intense version of this is his kink mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not. I'm sure it's not. It can be a thing. I don't know if he's like the dom or how it's impacting, how he's, it doesn't sound like he's throwing stuff at her. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of role it plays in terms of their relationship, but I would definitely say if you guys aren't talking about it. That's a problem. Probably something to do. And also like, is she enjoying herself? Mm -hmm. You know? I know towards the end she was like, well, I don't mind it because he likes it. Mm. If I think in hindsight in situations I've been in where I go, well, I don't like it, but he does. Like, no. Wish I didn't. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a, I mean, I've done a ton of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, even just sex in general, like right. not being able to orgasm during sex. And like some guys jackhammering away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, oh, get it over. Well, you with just it. don't want to even be there, but you're no. doing it. Period. Like, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Um, so I think <laughs> like in a perfect world, I'd be like, okay, stop. Whatever right. is happening right, right. now. Um so I don't know. Will you can you scroll down? What, do we have any hope for any of us if a therapist has trouble setting boundaries? Okay, well, that's just rude. <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm totally kidding. Um, uh, to be honest, if it happened now, yeah, I think I would say something okay. by this point. Okay. Um, and yes, there is hope because I am also just a person. True. So, but I do think it takes a while to be able to set boundaries and also to know what, what your boundaries are, what they are, what we like, what we don't like. So we think she should talk to her boyfriend about it. And maybe not subject herself to something that makes her uncomfortable. Yes. And the interesting part is, so every time he breaks something, the next day he'd try to fix it, put it back together, or go out and buy a new one. Why? He probably feels shame about it. Right. So, I mean, again, she's even noticing that. Like, right. let's, let's have a discussion about it. And if you feel shame, then is this beyond his control? Well, you it know? sounds like it. Yeah. So maybe he should go to therapy. Probably. Everybody needs to go to therapy. You're not wrong, but but for sure, most of these people sending secrets that that they have is going to be people something who need that to go to therapy. Some it could be helpful. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Okay. Hi, Alex. Um, so right off the bat, I never really thought I would be submitting a secret to your series. I'm not really the type of person to like confide in people. I keep a lot of things to myself. Um, and this thing, especially nobody knows, <laughs> like I've told nobody this. Um, so I'm a little scared, but I love your videos so much. And I love the new, like revealing your secrets podcast format you have going on. I'm like actually watching episode five right now. I paused it to send this. Um, and I just thought, you know what, why not? If I can, if I can get this off my chest, maybe I can finally move on. Maybe. Um, so I'll start it off by saying 
Um, me and my boyfriend have been together for eight years, uh, going on nine years in September. It's going to be nine years in September. Um, and aside from one time when in, like six months into our relationship, I've never cheated on him. Um, I'm not going to talk about him cheating or not cheating on me because I don't want to defend myself, honestly. Um, so at the start of the, the pandemic, um, I started sexting, uh, with hundreds of men online, uh, almost daily behind his back and he has still has no idea. And I still do it today. I feel incredibly guilty about all of this. Uh, I've tried to stop multiple times so many times I've deleted my accounts, deleted all my posts, all the pictures I'd, I've had. Um, but I just keep making more. Um, and I don't, I don't really know what to do, honestly. Um, it, and the worst part is right now we're not living together. So it kind of doesn't impact our relationship like at all. Um, because I am apparently really good at compartmentalizing. <laughs> uh, organization is one of my favorite things. And apparently I'm very organized with keeping my private secrets private and secrets. Um, which kind of sucks because it, it just kind of, I don't think I'll ever get caught. I really don't think I'll ever get caught. Um, and if I don't come clean, I don't think he'll ever find out. Because I don't think I'm ever going to tell him. But I do want to stop. I do want to stop. Um, yeah, that's my secret. Okay, thanks. I love your videos. Bye. <laughs> Poor girl. I feel as though obviously the cheating is bad, but this goes way beyond cheating. Like when if anyone in a relationship or not is sexing a hundred men every day online, something else is happening. Well, also. Not everyone would consider this cheating, just FYI. True. So, just throwing it out there. That's true. Um, In yes. a standard monogamous relationship, it's probably cheating. Probably. First of all, never ever say you're not going to get caught because you will get caught. That is the first thing. I mean, yeah, this is – I don't know how long it's been going on. How the fuck do you have time to text hundreds of people a day? I know. Like, do you job? Do you job? <laughs> Do you job? Is this your job? Um, do you, how do you keep, I mean, I am organized AF, but not that. I don't understand where, how. I don't, do I don't like understand 10 different the phones? reasoning of organization being why she hasn't gotten caught. <laughs> well, because if you think of, I mean. She's able to like put it in a little place where. Something. Well, why is this happening? Why, why would someone sex a hundred people? Is this sex addiction? No. Um, well, potentially. It's hard. So, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> um, that was a, a ride. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, it is. I think um, for sure is it's something that, you know, any addiction is something that negatively impacts your life. Which clearly it is. Which it clearly is for herself. And it has to be time-wise. And like her fingers 
Do you know? Those poor little fingers. (laughs) I mean, have you ever sexted even one person? Like, it's a jorb, you know? like It's a jorb. I'm sorry. What does jorb mean? (laughs) It's a jorb. It's a chore jorb. Oh, okay. It's a jorb. You know? So it's like, imagine just that times 100. I'm like, that is- It sounds exhausting. That is insane. Like, that sounds insane to me. And how do you keep them straight? How do you keep them straight? Why would you even want to? Like, I feel like max you want to sext- two people at the same time like you don't want and even that to push even that's it. a lot like yeah. if you're going hard you only need one get it going hard <laughs> um it. she should be making money doing this true at least right make some money off yeah of i mean this okay. behavior yeah okay so obviously this is much more deep-seated it's have even if she didn't have a partner this is that's what, what i'm saying yeah what's happening again yeah. we need more information did this start from zero to 100 during COVID? Like mm, Maybe she, it was a connection thing. Right. Was she living with her boyfriend at the time? You know, all, did she used to sex people? Did she sex her boyfriend? We don't have enough information. We don't have enough information. We know that she doesn't feel good about it. If she was my client and we were working together and we talked about this, and we came to the decision that the best thing would be to not tell him, but if she could stop it, that's probably where I would land with her. Mm. Um, Why not tell him? It's rough. It's a rough one. If I mean, again, I'm not saying I think it's right or wrong and I would support whatever choice she made. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I said, like, it's not the advice I would give, but if that's something that we came up with, I would definitely sh- support her on that. Um, because the truth, it is so much deeper. It has nothing to do with him. Yeah. But doesn't it kind of say maybe this isn't the relationship for you? I don't think so. Necessi- yes, it, it could, but I don't think that it's because of the relationship she's in, although like I said, we don't have enough information. Is this guy never, ever around? Does he ignore her? Does he, do they never have sex? Like, but let's assume all those things are, are fairly good. Um, It's a personal issue. It does sound so like psychologically personal that I get why you would say this actually doesn't have anything to do with the relationship. Right. I mean, probably not, it would be a better idea to not be in a relationship at all right now. Yes. While yeah. she works on it. It's just eight or nine years is like that's a yeah. lot to throw away. Yeah. So, I mean, again, knowing the guy, you know, would I be willing to work through somebody doing that? Very possibly. Hmm. I mean, again, I've worked through cheating and this is this is definitely the only reason I might not is because. Which, by the way, you say again, but it wasn't that didn't make the episode. Oh, oh but now we know that you've worked through cheating with yeah. your partner. Yeah. I'm like, at this point, whatever. Like, <laughs> um, but it, I guess the only thing for me would be this is a lot. And and depending on how long we've been together, do I want to work through this with somebody or let them work through it themselves? Mm, you know? Okay. But it. Well, do you have any advice for, because we don't have a lot of information, we kind of have to just leave it as is. Yeah. Do you have any advice for her on stopping? Yeah, I think, I mean, she is in a, going in a good direction. She deletes the apps or whatever she said and then comes back and then puts them back. But that at least is a really good effort. I think, um, again, trying to get to the root of why it is that she's doing this or what's... What purpose it's serving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good question. What yeah. is that doing for her? Um, 
maybe going to like meetings, like sex like addiction. addiction yeah. yeah. Good luck. Or make money doing it. <laughs> For real, Either girl. way. Either or. Get that coin. Get help or make money. Get help or get that coin. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. All right. So for going public, we are going to speak with the following secret submitter. And I'm going to warn you, it's a little upsetting. Okay. Um, I had gone through a really bad breakup in 2018. After the failed, after the breakup, I decided to download dating apps after many failed attempts of meeting people on my own. I met this guy on Bumble. He seemed super nice and genuine. We decided to go out on a date and he picked me up from my apartment. While driving, we talked about our paths and he decided to tell me about how he was drugged once at a bar but made it home safely. I remember thinking it was odd that he was telling me this on our first date, but I pushed past it. The date went well and we went back to his house for a little. He was very touchy, which made me kind of uncomfortable. I told my friend this and she shrugged and just said that it was normal for guys to give a lot of attention and that I just wasn't used to it, but it was normal. So I pushed that aside and we made plans for another date. This one, we were going to the beach with my parents. Everything was going fine until we left the beach early to go back to my parents' house. We were watching a movie and he kept advancing further sexually. I told him to stop, pushed his hand away and all, but it didn't matter. He raped me and left, even acted like he didn't know I didn't want to have sex. I then realized the story he told was him trying to drug someone else and he accidentally drugged himself. A month goes by and I see his mugshot pop up on my Facebook feed. He had been arrested for rape in Maryland and asked for any other victims and it asked for any other victims to come forward, I told my parents. My dad called the number and the next day I was interviewed by police. They told me there were four other girls so far in Maryland and they suspect many more. I had to be re-interviewed by a state cop from Delaware since that's where it happened and there were two others in Delaware and they suspected way more as his beach house is in Dewey. My district attorney said there wasn't enough evidence even though three of us had the same story and so the cases got dropped in delaware the maryland cases were supposed to go to trial but his family lawyered up and his dad being a state cop had some strings he was able to pull the court said they didn't want to ruin his image and made the trial separate making it a he said she said situation and all charges got dropped so he's free without any repercussions me and the other victims have to live with what he did to us for the rest of our lives worst part is his dream is to be a state cop fuck you mark blaze jack allegedly i have to say that for legal reasons yeah wow wow okay are we so do we just jump yeah. in the, the call I, yeah okay is she on the on the line She's on the line. Okay, let's talk to her. Hi. Hi. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for calling me. This is Meredith. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So we just read your secret, and I'm really sorry that happened to you. Yeah, Thank you. It's horrible. Terrible. I do have a lighter question to ask you before we get into the heavy stuff. Which okay. is, can you explain going on a second date with your parents to me? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, I'm really not sure what the thought process was there. Um, I know we had both discussed, like, wanting to get into a serious relationship. And so my thought was, okay, maybe if my parents like him, maybe I am just, like, in my head about everything that happened. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, they did like him. Mm. So, Damn. So do you yeah. feel like maybe you brought your parents into the loop because you had a weird feeling almost? 
I do, yes. Wow. And also, I just want to say this. I'm sure you're aware. And for anybody else watching, do not ever, ever go out on a date with someone from Bumble and let them pick you up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Unless you've gone out with them like five times. Just good advice. Throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm curious. um, After what happened happened, were you planning on ever reporting it or were you just sort of coping internally? I wasn't planning on reporting it. Uh, No one knew other than my friend and I wasn't planning on telling anyone. Um, until I saw him pop up on my Facebook feed. I saw his mugshot and then I showed it to my mom and that was when um, I broke down. But yeah, no, I wasn't planning on telling anyone. Was the friend who knew the same one who told you it was no big deal that he was touching you so much? Yes. Yeah. Did she feel any type of way about that advice after the fact? I mean, this is not her fault or your fault. Obviously, I don't mean to imply that, but sort of interesting. I feel like it's a sort of societal thing that we do when we say, oh, men do that. And then, you know, your intuition was spot on from the beginning. Yeah. um, No, she didn't really say anything. She wasn't really supportive of me during it. She was more concerned that I wasn't coming around her or hanging out with her more so than anything. Are you still friends with her? No. Okay. Okay. That sounds like a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you broke down when you found out. what a terrible way to trigger something that you have experienced, like seeing that on Facebook. Oh, my God. Like blessing and a curse, yeah. though, you know? Yes. It, yes, it was. Yes. What was that process like when you had to talk to the cops about what you had gone through? I feel like that's so intimidating to walk through something like that with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, so I had to walk through it twice. Um, I had to walk through it with the cops in his um, state. And then because it happened where I live, I had to walk through it again Mm. with the cops in my state. And they both had records of it. So I knew I had to be spot on Mm. with both my stories. And if I wavered at all, it made it seem like it wasn't true, even though it is. Um, So that was more scary than anything. Um, I felt more confident with the first set of cops that he was actually going to be arrested versus the second set of cops who just kind of blew it off and asked me questions like, well, what were you wearing? Well, what did mm. you say? They asked what you were kind of wearing? Questions. They did, yes. What the fuck? Well, the process, I mean, the I know defender's always going to, yeah, they're always going to try to make it seem. That's just really upsetting. Yeah, it's horrible. So horrible. Yeah. Did you um, get to talk to the other girls directly or was it via like each one of you told the police or the lawyers and then you found out? So each one of us contacted the police. I still to this day have no idea who the other girls are. Oh, wow. And I know that there were other girls who came forward after me. But once my case was transferred to my state, um, I was no longer in the loop of anything that happened in Maryland. But I know that there was a few more girls that came forward in both. So we know there are at least seven of you? Apparently, yes. Hmm, That is crazy. But the only... Um, evidence is all like just testimonies. And so they said that was insufficient. They said it was insufficient and he had lawyers right away. And um, we were supposed to all testify together, but the lawyer separated us into different cases. And so different juries made it a he said, she said, and most juries side with the guy versus the girl. Right. Wow. 
And if you didn't, I mean, it was a while later, you, so you obviously didn't go get like a rape kit or anything, and which is right. totally understandable. Um, right. Yeah. Hmm. Who who did you hear that? Like you said, the court said they didn't want to ruin his image. Was it like the judge said that? Who? So it was. It was his parents who posted it. His dad's a cop um, of his state. So it was more so he didn't want to have his son's image ruined. And that was the talk among the cops. And that's what the cops told us. That's cr- I mean, first off, that's messed up that that was their priority. But secondly, isn't it crazy that they told you that? I feel like that's... Well, she's, it sounds like you heard it through other cops. It was so... It was, yeah. So his mom posted it that we were trying to ruin his image. And then oh. when we interviewed with the cops, um, they had also mentioned that, you know, they believe that we're also trying to ruin his image, but that they believed us. Wow. Do you have any intel on his life? Do you know if he's actually trying to become a cop now? Yeah, I was going to ask, have so, you ever like PI'd this thing or? So I actually saw him last weekend when oh. I was out on a date with my boyfriend. Oh. Um, he's not a cop. He is working at a restaurant though. Okay. And? What happened? What happened? That's that's all I know. No, nothing but, happened. Okay. Um, you just saw him at the yeah, restaurant. No, I didn't say anything. You didn't. We made eye contact. Um, I didn't waver. I made sure that he broke eye contact first. Whoa! Um, Love that for you. He has no effect on me anymore. Uh, crazily enough, I didn't feel anything towards him. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't say anything. I asked my boyfriend not to say anything, and then um, I saw him flirting with the bartender. So. As girl code, I just kind of told her, I was like, hey, just a heads up. Like, I don't want this to happen to you. So I just wanted you to know, but we're going to, we're going to peace out. I don't want to make a scene. What did she say? So she looked shocked. Yeah. And just said, oh, um, okay. Thank you. And just went about her day. I feel like you handled that very well. Why didn't you say any, confront him in the restaurant or anything? Just out of curiosity. I, I mean, I didn't want to make a scene, and Why not? I knew I was going to say something. I I just didn't think it was going to benefit me in any way. Shape, okay, so you or thought form. you thought it through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to in one way, but also uh, it wouldn't have helped me yeah. get through anything any more than I already have. Yeah. I think it would have set me back. So your boyfriend knew you were like, "Oh, that's the guy." Yes, he knew. He was more upset than yeah. I was. I was okay. Oof, that has to he be was, hard. He was ready to fight him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. It sounds like you've come a long way. How have you been talking to a therapist or how have you been processing it? So I feel like so I, I put myself in your shoes, I would be like throwing plates. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a therapist for about a year after it all happened. Um, I disassociated a lot during Mm -hmm. the beginning and before I even like said anything to my parents. So the few months in between um, it happening and then me saying are a blur. I don't remember a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, The beginning of therapy, I don't remember a lot of it, Wow. but with the coping mechanisms that, you know, I was told I've been able to carry that through and like continue them through the years. What would you say to other people who find themselves in this type of situation before before anything happens one don't let them pick you up um mm-hmm. don't give them your address mm-hmm. meet them there mm-hmm. um trust your gut yes no matter what for your sure. gut is telling you trust it it's, your gut is telling you that for a reason 
Um, but then if you do, it, if it does happen, it's not your fault. You didn't deserve it. And if you don't want to come forward yet, there are many resources out there for you to go and check out. And you can look online. There are a lot of, you know, links and, and therapists that you can just go to. It's very distressing because on top of you having this experience, which is very traumatic, you also have the trauma of being invalidated by a legal system yeah. that failed you and all of these other girls. I mean, are are you angry? I'm angry. I, yes. So I was very angry at the time, but at the same time, if I carry that anger through and I continue it, it, it doesn't help me. It only hurts me and my process and, you know, moving on from it. If I just stay angry about it, there's no moving on. I'm just going to be stuck in a bitter world. So insightful and Truly. aware. Yeah, yeah, you take the power away from him. Exactly. That was what my my point was when I went to the restaurant and didn't say anything. Totally. He has no power over me. Do you have any um, conflict, internal conflict around, okay, well, is there anything I can do because he keeps doing this to women or? There, yes, there's a lot. I mean, one of the reasons why I want to come on here is I'm, I'm obviously I know he's going to stay anonymous, but just to bring Actually, awareness. I that, said you know, his name. Oh, good. I um, mean, if, if that's that, com- you know, if that's good for you, I I had to say allegedly for it. legal reasons, but Mark Blaze okay. Jack, that's his name. Yeah, it is. Um, and I put that in there also so you guys could Google it and fact check me a little bit. Um, is there stuff online that way? They sorry, there is. Yeah, has okay. to be. I mean, no, there must fine. be right about the trials and. Okay. Yep, there is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, just that, you know, his name is out there and that maybe if other girls are around the area, maybe maybe they'll find out and just not have contact with him. I wonder if yeah, there's, there's a way a to conflict. alert Bumble that that this person has at least been accused of these things. I think there is a way. So I tried. Yeah, they just, they just ignored it. Wow. Really? Damn. Mm-hmm. I think they took his profile down for a little bit, but you can make new ones right. easily. He could change his name too. You know, there's so oh. many douchebag right. fucking Mickey. And they all hang out on yes. those apps. <laughs> that they do. Oh, it's horrible. It's so upsetting. It, it, I, it's just almost nothing to even say. It's just really sad. Well, it is. It's just crazier that nothing was done, even yeah. though there were so many of us. Yeah. Did your parents, parents fear, feel any guilt? Oh, they felt a lot of guilt. I mean, the moment that I told my mom, she was just in hysterics. Mm-hmm. And my dad was just, he was just so angry at everyone and everything. Right, because they um, were there. I think they've also healed a lot. Yeah. I mean, they were they there were on there, the second they met date. Him. And they were like, we like him. And then, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other, the troubles too, is I feel like a lot of people like this can be very charming. Oh, yeah. Until they take the mask off. Yeah. And it's hard for people to believe because they put on a show. Yeah. Right. This is the situation where, you know, I always say try to have a non-judgmental stance and empathy and compassion. And, you know, yes, I can find that somewhere. But this is the place where it gets difficult, where it's somebody keeps doing it and keeps doing it. And we don't know if he has any remorse, you know, like. Not okay. It doesn't sound like he does. No, right. So it's one of those things. There's a lot of sexual predators who are like horrified about what they do 
and it's like beyond their control and they try, you know. But he doesn't seem to. It doesn't sound, I mean, yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound like it. And, and then he, yeah. that's reinforced by a parent who says, well, I'll take care of anything that happens. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Fucking and horrible. that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. dad should be put in prison. For taking advantage of his be. position. Yeah. Do you think you can yes. really get put yeah. in prison for that? For, I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, in my mind, in my yeah, little yeah. detective mind, there's moments where he met with the other cops and the judges and they all got together and hid evidence. I don't know. Conspiring. So, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, to, to yeah, let that kid think what he did is okay. I mean. Horrible. Right. Right. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunately, it's common, I think, more common than we want to think it is. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. And then on top of like, you weren't even going to report it. So just think about how many girls there probably are. Mm -hmm. To pop up on your fucking Facebook page is like, what? And then statistically, the fact that it happened to actually pop up on someone who did it, like that just goes to show how many girls are probably victim to this it's so horrible right. well yeah. i'm i got i'm glad we're saying something about his name you know doing too. <laughs> our, the smallest amount we can were you yeah, in you college that. or working or high school or at the time or so i was 20 at the time so i had just graduated high school and was going into the nursing program um out of college and was also working as a nursing assistant at a hospital wow Wow. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I almost failed out of school. Wow. Um, I pretty much had to start back at square one with it. Um, but I'm almost done now. I have Yay. two classes left <gasps> and I'm still a nursing uh, student and nursing assistant. So that's amazing. Strong. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So now you're helping others. Yes. 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 Always. Thank you for talking to us. Do you have any other thoughts or things you want to say? I don't think so. Thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to share it a little bit and share his name too. That way other girls can maybe watch out for it. Hell yeah. Totally. And just so many, I mean, people in general that go through this and feel like they can't say anything and they feel shame. And so hearing this from you is always going to be helpful. I mean, I and I love the yeah. way you've shown up in a, a very powerful yeah grounded powerful, grounded thank way you. yeah yeah thank you i think it's really inspirational and i'm sure it's going to help some listeners for sure i hope so they're not alone so i hope that this helps them a little bit mm. thank you thank you thank you take care you too bye or muffin poor muffin Mm-mm. do you say that a lot yeah poor muffin yeah you normally about, about dogs but oh. or people <laughs> I'm f- I totally found stuff on him. You did. You did? What do you? F- mm-hmm. What did you find? Here, I'll pull. It, I'll pull it up for you so you can see it. I'm really conflicted about this. Hmm. What do you mean? I know what you're gonna say because I feel it too. What? What do you feel? My. Okay. I'm almost even nervous to say this. My. I totally a thousand percent believe her, and for some reason, not because I don't believe her. I have anxiety around saying his name. I don't know why. What why, is that? Why do you think? Well, in my, my, why do I think? Yeah. You think about it for a minute. I don't want to like disrupt the, f- 
anyone else's life. But it's like, well, if I think about my values and like what my life experience has been, my values would say, no, say his name and don't be afraid. I mean, I think it's a thousand percent, of course, believe her, of course, of course, of course. And also it's kind of like I said, even though even though it doesn't seem like he's remorseful and he keeps doing it, we have no idea what happened to this kid or what his life was like or what his mental health issues are or none of it excuses it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in a perfect world, people would be able to be in a place where they can be rehabilitated instead of cast out of society. I don't know if you know Megan's Law. Um it's like there's a website where you can go to that tells you about any sex offenders that have moved into your area. And sure, great. And also, like, people are – A, you can th- – there was a, this kid who was in high school and his girlfriend at the time sent nudes to him and her parents found him or something. Yeah. He was going to college for a scholarship not only did that happen, he went to prison and was put, had to register as a sex offender. Right. Right. So it's like, and it doesn't necessarily tell you, I mean, it can say a little bit on Megan's law, but it's like. But then people assume the worst. And, and maybe it was the worst, but also maybe you were literally locked up as a child and beaten and tortured. And, you know, I mean, again, and people haven't gotten. So anyway, it's because there is. Not two sides to any story. This happened. It's fucked up. He needs to deal with the consequences. There should be. But hopefully he can be, um, have some like reform going on. You know? It sounds like what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is like, yes, um, you you try to, as a therapist, I'm assuming, like look at the humanity and everyone involved. And yeah. so it feels maybe a little off to have like almost a witch hunt for this person, not knowing how far he's come or like what where his behavior came from um as not a therapist and as someone and i think you've expressed this too who's like experienced sexual trauma um there's a part of me that's just angry and is like fuck you here's your name everybody can hear it totally it's a dialectic i guess do you think it's wrong to be saying sharing what we're sharing no i don't think it's i don't i was gonna say i don't think it's right or wrong i I I think it's totally okay. I think to the extent – I think one of the things that is way more gross about this is to the extent that they divided up all the, all the girls because that way each jury is just like, oh, this is a one-off thing. Like this girl said that. You know, there's no – you don't so get – So calculated. The, yeah. You don't get the, you know, um, these days like – the class action or the, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so just the whole thing and and that he was allowed to do that and involved in doing that. And it's it's that to me is just – that's where I sort of say, okay, you know what? Like you're going to deal with the consequences of your actions. In one way or another. Yeah. And so and, – and the dad who I said, yeah, he should definitely go to prison again – are some people inherently bad? I I don't know, but who knows what happened to him that he would ever like sort of teach his son that that's okay. Right. Um. I think for me, I have more anger towards him, the dad. Yeah, I don't know why, but that's crazy that this is 
We're looking at it online right now. Amanda, have you been looking at it? Yeah, there's a, there's more than one article. I mean, there's like a bunch. Wow. It's definitely this guy. Two counts of second degree rape. I mean, all of this is like a couple years old and it's saying he was charged, but she says the charges were dropped. Holy shit. Two counts of false imprisonment. Oh, I get it. Cause I mean, it's just for me, it's like it's it brings up it's like it's so scary because, you know, like she said, she did report it to Bumble and people can just make new profiles. I mean, I had I had a experience not to this degree but I had a like a scary experience from meeting someone on an app so it's just scary because it's like this is how a lot of people date today you know and things move quickly like we go to people's house you know that's all this like yeah you just got to protect yourself because you just don't know just sad how many different areas uh denied the validity of what happened like whether it's Bumble or the police I know and also just knowing that there are so many girls who probably didn't even report it. It's just like this. Just it's really fucked up. Yeah. It's the whole really situation. Sad. It's just so heavy. Yeah. Also, you look scary. Yeah. yeah we're this is the one saying he, if they find him not guilty. In less than 90 minutes. Oh, so sad. This was, yeah, 2019. Fucking horrible. Get his face off this screen. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to look all. at him. Right. Well, how do you feel? Do you feel okay to move on? Do you have any other thoughts? Yeah. 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 I I just think it's all fucked up. There's yep. no, I mean, oh, I can't even imagine. To be honest, like being like attacked in my own house, raped or whatever is one of my biggest fears by mm-hmm. far. And with the parent, I mean, this is so bizarre that they were even the parents were in their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but Mark Blouse, Jack, I hope you don't ever become a state cop, please, Jack. Yeah, just that's for sure. We, it doesn't seem like he's on his way to be. Didn't sound like it. It's one of those situations where I feel it's so fucked up that you almost don't even. There's nothing to say. Do you ever feel like that in in a session where you're just like, I got nothing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, there's also usually it's like right after someone dies. The truth is all you can say is I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what is there to say? Right. You know. OK. We need a round of applause. We do. So. In our last episode, you mentioned something called the dime game. I did. After we talked about uh, Dear Man, which is a skill on how to get your needs met. Right. So what is the dime game and can you teach us now? I brought a dime. Okay. Yes, I can. That's so cute. Um, so, (laughs) um, So the dime game is something you can use as a way to figure out how strongly to say no or ask for what you want Okay. in terms of, you know, sometimes you're like, well, I could do it. Yeah. Sure. I'm not sure. So this is a way you can actually like go through and you add up or subtract like 10 cents for each thing. And then we have a little chart that gives the answer. So let's think of an example. An example. Okay. So yeah, let's use something from today to, to say you're going on a date with someone and you haven't met them yet, and they ask you if you want them to pick you up. Is this right. a good sure. thing to work with? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's the prompt. Right. Okay, so that's the prompt. So then we are going to 
decide how strongly to say no, right? So it's on the right-hand side. Okay. So um, we go through these things. So for each for each thing that is a no, you get 10 cents. Okay. Okay. Great. I'm a little confused, but I'm, I'll understand by the end. Okay. So we'll start with the capability. Okay. Can I give this person what is wanted? Yes. Okay. So you do not get 10 cents. Aw. For that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> like you're able to do it. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. yes. Is my relationship with this person more important than saying no? No. Okay. So you get I don't 10 know cents. Them. Oh, this is so cool. So give yourself the 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Will no make me feel bad about my – will saying no make me feel bad about myself? No. Okay. For me. Right. Um, so that's the self-respect part. So you get another 10 cents. <laughs> do I have to do that every time now? Now you do. Now you do. Um, okay. Rights. Am I required by law or moral code to give or do what is wanted or does saying no violate this person's rights? No. Okay. 30 cents. <laughs> Authority. Is the other person responsible for telling me what to do? No. 40 cents. Relationship. Is what the person is requesting of me appropriate to my relationship with this person? Mm, I don't think so. No. Okay. <laughs> um, goals. In the long term, will I regret saying no? No. 60 this cents. Is so good. Give and take. Do I owe this person a favor? Does this person do a lot for me? No. Nope. Homework. Do I know what I'm saying no to? Is the other person clear about what is being asked for? Yes. Does that mean I get 10 cents? No, you get no cents. Okay. Um, should I, uh, timing, should I wait a while before saying no? Uh, irrelevant? No. No. Okay, this was an easier one to do than we're, others. Wait, we're not done. Oh, okay, so that's great. 80 cents. Okay. okay, so scroll down. Oh, and then there's a chart. Yeah, so we got 80 cents. So 80 cents oh, is say no firmly, resist saying yes. Oh my wow. gosh, I love this. Right? This specific prompt was a bit easier because we knew from the beginning right. to say no. But this is so, this is going to be so helpful. But I think it's good to do a simple one so it doesn't, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and again, if if you were in her situation from... At the very beginning, a lot of these answers may not be so cut and dry. You're right. Right? Things get muddled with yeah. emotions. Um, but but this it is really helpful because sometimes we don't think about these questions when in truth is when you go through them, it's, it's sometimes very cut and dry. I, I think it takes the emotion out of it, you know, yeah. which is what makes it helpful. And also, I just want to say to anyone listening that's interested in trying this, um, I just Googled the dime game DBT and, and this sheet came right up. It's in the interpersonal effectiveness module. So how to communicate, get our needs met. I love this I so love much. It. I can't wait to try it. Yay. Me too. You have to do the like. Oh, like, yeah. Totally. Every single that's time. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and then on the other side of it, if you scroll back up, so that was the saying no part. And then there's also that determine how strongly you want to ask for something. Mm. So there's also that part, which is like asking your friend to help you move your bed right. and then, right, like going through that. That's um, going to be helpful mm -hmm, for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. It's interesting. I did I did my whole year of group, but I do not remember this. Well, because we don't always play the dime game, but we should. 
it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. I think it could help everyone. So, wow. Thank you for that. As a reward. Yay. You get a dime. Woo-hoo. And not a high five. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's the show. Aww, I feel better. I Yay. feel a little better. Okay. I, I do. A dime, 10% better. Good. <laughs> a dime. 10 cents better. Cents better. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching the show. Thank you, Meredith, for being here. Thank you for having me. I love having you on the show. I love being on it. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review Revealing Your Secrets, a podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, you're only as sick as your secrets, so send them to us. Go to speakpipe.com slash revealingyoursecrets to leave a voicemail or fill out the anonymous submission form at the bottom of my show notes. Today's episode of Revealing Your Secrets is a production by Cast Media. I'm your host, Alex Weiss. My producer is Amanda Elliott. My executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. My editor is Arvin Lee. My technical engineer is Olivia Hawes. And design and animations by Jeff Schweikart. See you next time. Bye.